right, everyone. Welcome to episode 44 of Twin Cities Trekkies. I am Wes. And I'm Kenzie. And today uh, we're going to talk about, there are two big trailers that were released recently for Strange New Worlds and Star Trek Picard. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to talk about the we're going to, we're going to talk about the Picard one in the news, but we're also going to talk about it too because it's a little mini trailer, but it's pretty exciting. So, it's enough. It's enough to warrant to be talked about because it's a big deal. <laughs> yes, it is a very big deal. So, so to get in touch with us, it is simple. Send us an email at tctrekkiespodcast at gmail Feel free to send us an email with anything you like to say. Uh, Granted, if it's long-winded, I mean, we can read it on the air and stuff like that, and it's perfectly fine with us. Um, not only that, uh, you can also put a comment on our Facebook posts or Instagram feed. The handle is TC Trekkies Pod for both social media platforms and stuff like that. Um, we are also not going to be doing YouTube episodes anymore because, uh, silly me, I... <laughs> The, system, the the little program I used on my older computer to do it, um, I was cleaning it out about a month ago and um, <laughs> just to make it run a little faster. And I accidentally deleted the files that would make Windows Movie Maker. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I deleted it. I can't get it back because they stopped. Oh. They stopped doing. They stopped doing support about it uh, for it a few years ago. Oh, so really, oh. yes. Yes, so unfortunately, uh, you can watch the first 40 episodes, uh, the first 42 on YouTube, it's fine, but after, I mean, we didn't do anything for episodes 42 and 43, because it wasn't on YouTube, but <laughs> that is why there's a hiatus, but I don't know what I'm going to do, but who knows. Yeah, maybe there'll be <laughs> another okay. program or something. I'm assuming there is lot, there has to be a, a quite an array of software you can use to do that. For yeah, YouTube, I'm sure. I think. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. You know, and it's fine. Once I do, I probably will put the rest of them up there. But for right now, um, you can just watch the first 42 episodes of the Twin Cities Trekkies. I mean, the the 40, the 41 regular. Yeah, there's 41 regular episodes plus the two mini episodes back in November. So it's okay. It's fine. (laughs) But and stuff like that. But if you want to leave comments on any of them, that's fine too. That's fine. But then if you also wanted to leave us a voice message, that's perfectly fine. Just go to anchor.fm slash Twin Cities Trekkies. Hit that little message button and turn on your microphone so we can hear your voice. But just keep in mind that any feedback you do leave, vocal or written, may be featured in a future episode of Twin Cities Trekkies. All right. Now, um, I know that um, I've been catching up on the news uh, because I do it for Brian, my friend Brian's podcast. But um, I just want to touch upon a few of the highlights. <laughs> Obviously, we got trailer for Strange New Worlds premieres this Thursday, May 5th, single de Mayo. <laughs> no, I can't believe it's already this close. It feels like, a, like not too long ago, I mean... Like we were still waiting to even hear anything about it. They kept it under wraps for so long. 
Yeah, it was crazy. It was just like, are we going to get anything? Is it going to be delayed? And then it nope. just came I, like it came like a fire hose, and now there's like been a lot of information about it, and now it's going to be here in like four days. Yes, and um, yeah, and stuff like that. It is exciting to see that. Um, they also had, unfortunately, we did not have a virtual premiere for oh. Strange New Worlds. It's actually the first in-person premiere since Picard season one. So back in January of 2020, which was in Los Angeles. So, um, so that's what they did. They did it at the Paley Center in New York City. So, um, really cool. Yeah, it, it was. The people, fans were invited who were nearby and and stuff like that. The cast all showed up. Um, and stuff like that, including Anson Mount himself, Christopher Pike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think really need um, to attend one of those in person. Like, I mean, it's fun doing them virtually, but it'd be even more exciting to like be amongst others because sometimes like the chat format being virtual can be a little overwhelming. Yes, it definitely can be. So yeah, so they saw the first two episodes of Strange New Worlds and stuff like that. So um, the reviews have come out, uh, the soft ones which have no spoilers, which is, um, I, I, I can mention this too. Um, since I write Warp Factor Trek articles, I have been privy to watch episodes before they're even released. <laughs> um, I have been doing it since episode six of Picard, actually. So I actually have gotten to see um, a lot of, episodes before they actually are released to the public and this is mainly just for review purposes and that kind of thing yeah so because paramount actually has an embargo <laughs> it's actually kind of interesting regarding these screeners you are um, embargoed from sharing any story specifics and stuff like that until the episode is available on paramount plus yeah makes sense <laughs> so it, it makes total sense. So the soft reviews have come in. They have all been very positive. And I can safely say, because I actually, the some of the people who have um, like TrekCore and TrekMovie.com um, have actually have access to the first five episodes of Strange. Oh, Wars. wow. I, yeah. I, I mean, mine was just a surprise because I read the Picard reviews for Warp Factor Trek. I was kind of surprised when I got that. It, I mean, it was a hard day when I got them. I had a really bad day, day at work when I got them. And I have watched all five. And I'm just going to say this because I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> or anything like that because um, anything like that. But I, I agree with everything that they have said. Um, the people who have written the reviews. It is optimistic. It is very exciting. And it is actually really fun to watch. I mean, it's back to what we all grew up on, pretty much, uh, regarding the optimism and the uh, stuff like that. It, it, once everyone sees it, they will either, I think, I think most will probably love it. Yeah. I was surprised I, I, to see that NPR wrote an article. I saw an NPR yeah, did an I was article today, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "I think that's the first time I've seen NPR just do a casual like cover of mm-hmm. any series, at least in my lifetime." I'm like, "Wow, nice!" 
I was, I mean, I have seen all five. I love them all. I mean, granted, there's one I kind of didn't like because it reminded me of the Orville. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, to be it, fair, it, people argue that Orville kind of captures that kind of uh, that kind of spirit of the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the whole point. And so, I mean, with like a little more goofy humor, maybe more crass humor at times, but. Yes, we have lower yes. decks and now you can't say anything about the Orville being too crass <laughs> because the lower deck was pretty wild. So they they went. It's not only that the or, uh, the lower decks went beyond Orville funny. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> especially with some of the episodes last season. Um, yeah, like that. second season was um, wild and raunchy. So yep. <laughs> definitely, uh, yeah. So I can say that without without um spoiling anything and stuff like that that people will love this i mean there was one aspect of the show that i did not like how it was reacted to and i don't know if you've seen this kenzie or not but uh i forgot his name now but they have we have robert april in strange new worlds yep and he's played by a black actor so i mean i was worried about this particular aspect of the show because Robert April was shown once in the animated series, voiced by James Doohan, and he was white. So mm. that was the only thing I was worried about. I mean, the rest of the show is fantastic. I mean, you are going to be impressed by Jess, uh, Jess Bush, who plays Nurse Christine Chapel, because uh, she's originally from Australia. And um, her accent for Americans is spot on. That's cool. I'm happy to hear when people can do a good American accent. Yeah. Is it it like East Coast, like California American accent, like the neutral American accent? Like the neutral one. Okay. It's like the neutral American accent, but it's phenomenal. I mean, I am wholly impressed with her and stuff like that. And we're going to see some character development for at least two of the characters. Um, Una Chin Riley, played by Rebecca Romaine. In one of the episodes, there's some backstory about her. And then, um, I, I'm not getting into story specifics, just saying that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, warning. <laughs> but, and then also in one of the episodes, we'll get some backstory on La'an Nunian Singh, played by Christina Chong. And it's actually quite interesting how she became who she is. So, I mean. Yeah, it, that's it right. I'm to... excited. There's so many characters so far that I think that's what bring mm-hmm. that's what's exciting about this show because it's going to bring together people who are fans of the original series mm-hmm. and of characters who are staples of different episodes of that time period as well as kind of getting to develop characters that have been sort of written in and yeah added to the lore of that time yep and i i love it i mean i can't wait for the rest of the season of strange new worlds i mean i was i mean i had a like i said i had a really bad day at work that day and i was just like okay this is amazing and i got them right before i had a week off for i took a week off and this mm-hmm. was mid-April. So I was, like, really excited. And I was like, okay, I can settle down. I can watch a few of these episodes and stuff like that. And that's one of my hopes for Streams New Worlds is that when people – because the world, as we know, is chaotic right now. Yeah. <laughs> With COVID, the war in Ukraine, 
um, global economy, you know, it's economic turmoil for everybody, not just us here in the United States, but everywhere. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but definitely, um, but it's just like all this stuff and it's like, this will make you feel better about the mm-hmm. world. This will make you feel better. So, yeah. And um, I know there's been some deaths in the Star Trek family, notably the original Colt, Yeoman Colt from the original series. Laurel Goodwin passed away, uh, stuff like that. I did not know this when I was doing her obituary for my friend Brian's podcast that um, she was originally one of Elvis's, Elvis's love interest in a movie i did not know that in the movie girls girls yeah i've seen like one i've seen seen like one or two of elvis movies that he did and i didn't know that she was in one of them so um that's that's actually it was actually really fun to know that about her and stuff like that i mean we've had some deaths in the family notably i should mention now that harold livingston the writer of the motion picture had passed away this past week at the age of 97. Wow, um, what a, like almost that. a centurion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy that, you know, I mean, it's well documented that he had clashes with Gene Roddenberry during the production of Star Trek, the motion picture and stuff like that. And it was just insane. Um, I mean, creative it, powers. It's well do- yeah, because it was just like the motion pictures production is very, very complicated. Because it was supposed to be a TV show, then it was supposed to be a TV movie, and then it was supposed to be a film. It just went back and forth, and it was like, ugh, it was just nuts. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, I can't even imagine love- trying to like land on something like that, especially given the time period of like yep. sci-fi in general. And I mean, the 70s. Star Trek kind of got to boldly take place of being like, we are going to make a TV series where Star Wars went its way with films, and I'm sure that's mm-hmm. definitely the draw of like let's try to make a film now and uh, that yeah. being really daunting because it's not just an episodic thing where you have writers writing for this little bit of time but trying to put together a whole plot line that would last the entirety of a movie mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's the it's the pilot of phase two which was originally called inside image which became the motion picture so it's really quite fascinating if you ever get your hands on the production of the motion picture but anything regarding that there's like like there's a book by judith and garfield stevens talking about star trek phase two which was supposed to be the show and stuff like that i actually want to get my hands on that because i really want to go through that because it's really quite fascinating because it was supposed to be a two-hour movie then it was supposed to be 13 episodes and then things were just it was just it was just crazy and um i would have i mean granted it would have been an okay show but i think star trek like i mentioned it before star trek probably would have died then in yeah i think if they would have tried to try to do another series it just would have been too yeah. close to the original and it mm-hmm. just i feel like flopped yeah it would have flopped because it was on saturday night when most people are out and about so yeah but but then in the 70s, Saturday night was actually a good night to be home and watching TV because there were a lot of successful shows on in the 70s that were on Saturday nights. So I don't know. 
I know. Well, that's so, like, I don't then know you what, just think about that and like the decision at that time. Cause I'm sure that's exactly what they were thinking is probably doing that yeah. weighing of mm-hmm. noticing that they're successful shows. But what about this time? And what about competing with other like sci-fi mm-hmm. franchises of the time? Yeah, there was not a lot of sci-fi in, in, seven, in the 70s other than Battlestar Galactica, Star Wars, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and stuff like that. It wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of sci-fi. Yeah, otherwise it was all just a bunch of like dopier, small, mm-hmm. like it was like Buck Rogers, and, and yeah, you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, granted, nowadays it would be just. I think it would just be successful. It just would be. Yeah. Um, who knows? There'd be, there's always uh, an audience for some sci-fi television series. And I mean, there's such an array of them, both quality-wise oh, and time-wise, that it's uh, you, you're not going to fall short at all mm-hmm. on anything. Like, everything usually gets an audience now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's crazy. So, um, But, yep, the other big news of the since we last recorded was, and we're going to talk about this in the main party of this podcast was going to be uh paramount plus did two things on first contact day one was the motion picture director's ignition they released that i've actually seen it it's actually amazing go check it out if you have paramount plus i mean tickets are available to um go see it in the theater uh, <laughs> i've not seen any showings around here though in the twin oh. cities i've yet to find one yeah, that's why I was I like, oh, I, I don't know if see it on the big screen, and I didn't see any so far, but maybe I need to expand yeah. my search. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, that happened, and then also we got a tease teaser trailer for Star Trek Picard season three, which is actually the last and final season of Star Trek Picard, and it was announced that the other regular cast members of Star Trek The Next Generation, which included Against Brent Spiner, Gates McFadden, Jonathan Frakes, Marina Sirtis, Michael Dorn, and LeVar Burton are going to be reprising their roles from the next generation. Um, it was actually <laughs> it was actually uh, the brainchild of current showrunner Terry Metalis. So um, this Super whole cool. this 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 story for Picard season three. I was so Apparently, shocked when I saw it. I was so excited because I'm like, what what does this entail? That's gonna be exciting to see everyone yeah. again. And then even hearing the music, like the the TNG mm-hmm. intro song, it was just so exciting. It's such a short trailer, but you hear the voices, like everyone speaking that intro, the intro for next generation. And it's like, yes, this is amazing. Yeah. It, it, it was, I mean, a lot of people were ecstatic about this. I saw a lot of positive reaction to this. I mean, everyone expected this for Picard to begin with. Um, yeah. but <laughs> And now they're getting it. The people um, have spoken. Pretty I much. What, I wonder if it was, like, user feedback or not, or how much of it was driven by people, like, bringing it up, or if it was just, like, a complete, you know, child of uh developing it and being like you know this would be a good storyline now naturally just thinking it up or if it was just a lot of people being like all right too many people are asking for this we just got to do it yeah from what i understand season two of picard was actually split up between akiva goldsman and terry metallis they both did it for the first half of season two and then akiva goldsman took over the rest of the season i think it was halfway through 
Well, he went to go develop season three because if everyone doesn't remember, seasons seasons two and three were shot back to back, and stuff like that. So Terry Metalis went to go do season three, while Kiva Goldsman finished up season two, and now he's on Strange New Worlds. But um, he did that and stuff like that. So apparently, this is all Terry Metalis's idea. I don't know what it's going to be entailed. No, no one knows what the plot is other yeah. than him. Also, where, so, where's uh, Will Wheaton? Come on, guys. <laughs> I have been yes. a joke about that being like, hey, ready room. <laughs> um, where's Will Wheaton? Yeah. yeah, he actually, there was, yeah, the next day after that was announced, Will Wheaton actually came up on his website and says, you know, I'm not going to be in season three of Picard, but I am looking forward to talking with all my family on the ready room. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, yep. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what he going to do with those episodes of the ready room and stuff like that. It's going to be fun. I can't can't even imagine what it's going to be about. Like, I don't know, like if I, I'm trying to think of like things like, Oh, like if there's any, like any strings attached to TNG that, would come back again like or any plot points that would be returned the only thing i could think of is just i mean the the fact that you have locutus but it's like i don't know if that's ever gonna get like brought back up with the board queen sneaking around but no i don't know yeah and i'm like i I, i'm not sure what would be what would be a plot point for that yeah i don't know back together like hey let's do it yeah, so apparently, uh, from what I understand, he actually was responding to a few fans on Twitter the day after it was announced, and he answered some questions that he could and stuff like that, you know, keeping it with under wraps. Uh, first of all, um, he said that uh, someone asked if if Terry Metalis could run, run a Star Trek series for one season, what would he do? And he said, watch season three. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Worf will look like Worf. Um, there's no, I don't think there's any plans for him being um, the Discovery version of the Klingons. Yeah. I mean, and stuff like, <laughs> yeah. So Worf will be back as Worf as he appeared before. Um, Gonna pull up those old makeup artists, <laughs> reprise <laughs> the role. There'll be a roles beyond the TNG cast. It'll be the crew, yeah. <laughs> the same TNG yeah, crew. Yeah, like. I've mentioned before, Doug Drexler and the Akudas have been on both seasons of Star Trek Picard seasons two and three and stuff like that. They've done that. Um, there were some other people who were originally on the Berman Trek era um, who are now in the, on the uh, production side like them and then stuff like that. But then um, I guess uh, someone asked about uh, Beverly Crusher. And uh, he said, you're not going to be ready for what happens for her. You're not going to be ready for her. So <laughs> I don't know if that means anything. I don't know what yeah. that means. I feel like I that's mean, alarming. It is alarming because I know that there's a Star Trek Picard cast, uh, podcast over there called Where's Beverly? And uh, the, there are two women who do it, and um, they've been talking about where is Beverly? Where is Beverly for the last like last whole year? Because they rewatched season one and did reviews of the episodes and stuff like that. But then they're talking as we talk about season two, and now they're what they wished 
um, where's Beverly in season yeah, three? Yeah, <laughs> all of this, it's like, hey, where's where's she at? Because you know, a lot of this is focusing on Picard, like not finding love isn't keeping him like mm-hmm. in the right place, and and that's the whole thing of like, hey, find what you truly love and be passionate about it. How how are you so lonely on this planet and like still by yourself? And it's like, well, what happened to? Beverly <laughs> and whatever you know, know it's like what, what's going on with all that I don't know it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that all right so um more news uh we're getting a third video game by the way um really yeah yeah we are actually <laughs> so we got resurgence we yep. got the they got the um mobile game Star Trek Lower Decks TBD and now we're gonna get Star Trek Prodigy Supernova. Hmm. So that was announced. Cool. Yeah, that was announced on um, during Mission Chicago. Actually, uh, there was banners all over the place, apparently showing that there is a third video game out there, uh, gonna be released this year um, based on Prodigy. It's probably gonna start the voice cast uh, of Prodigy, including Kate Mulgrew, obviously. Heck yeah. And stuff like that. So there'd be norm news coming out later this month from the developer and stuff like that. There's supposed to be like a, a like a video or something like that talking about the game later on in May. So keep your social media handy to keep an eye out for that. And stuff That's like that. Um, speaking of Prodigy, we have 30 more episodes at least. That's super so. awesome. I'm so yeah. glad that it's been such a hit for people, like both young and old. Yeah. I think that's been yes. like the biggest thing that it's exciting to see that it's become very popular among the like younger kids, and that it it's a sweet show that because people can watch it who are older and still appreciate. It. Like I've had no issues with episodes. Like I, they're not like too no. childish or anything. Like it's no it's great content all around, regardless of if it's a kid watching or an adult watching. Yeah, it is amazing, and you know it's like. We're getting apparently at the Prodigy panel at Star Trek Mission Chicago, they mentioned that they had just finished writing episode 40. So two seasons of 20 episodes apiece, which actually it's kind of normal for network animated shows. But um, who knows? Um, It's going to be interesting to get in that. Uh, There was a trailer for Lower Deck season three. It only lasted about forty seconds, but it, yeah. but it definitely had ink, it definitely had inklings of Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, though. Yeah, it sounded like the, the crew was going to steal the Cerritos and go kick and go get Captain Freeman. I know, so, and like what a cliffhanger to to leave the uh, the last season on. So that's what I'm excited to to see where that ends up too. Or like, are they all just going to casually break? Starfleet protocol and go on their this, own wild ride as lower decks folk. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yep, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I think that's about all the highlights of the news. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, there's no news recently about that. Oh, they are working on distribution uh, right now. International distribution rights for Strange New Worlds are a little bit all over the place. Um. Some are going to get it when it drops this week, and then some are going to get it this summer, apparently. Oh, that's too bad so to hear. So when Paramount Plus decides to expand, so 
I don't know. I feel like it's that's, gonna... that's super tough. Like, I feel like that's a tough way for Strange New Worlds to start off, too, when it's supposed to be, like, one, mm-hmm. one show that's, like, new is banding everyone together, and it's exclusive on Paramount Plus, but then Paramount Plus isn't available everywhere. And then yeah. kind of messing up people's ability to get hyped. And they already kind of waited so long to really announce anything or get anyone hyped up about Strange New Worlds that now it just would feel like there's potential for it. I feel yeah. like to almost bomb if they don't yeah. get yeah. that audience at the same time. Yeah, it's gonna it's all over the place. So, but they, but Alex Christman said that he is uh, he said that it's not up to him. By the way, yeah. it's up to the it's up to Paramount. So uh, like all those suits, yeah. figure it yeah, out. All those, yeah, all those suits. Yes, and yeah, definitely. Oh, one more thing, I just remembered. Um, Zachary Quinto said that he is not sure that they're gonna film Star Trek Four this year. He's not sure. Oh. So he, he did say that. So he said he's not sure. Granted, it could still happen in the first half of 2023. They can yeah. film it and then get everything out by by uh, by uh, December of 2023. Who knows? But I don't know. It would be interesting to see what goes on. Yeah. That, so. And that, again, like, has there been any whispers about what the plot's going to be for that? Or no. All, <laughs> all under wraps. <laughs> Oh yeah, all under wraps. Yep, and yeah, it's crazy because you know it's it's crazy uh, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's a wild year. Well, <laughs> There's so many moving parts of shows. There's so many in-flight shows, and now with even having a movie in flight too, I think that mm-hmm. this is probably the busiest I've seen the Star Trek franchise. Yes, ever. Yeah, I mean, I would say this is roughly on par with the nine, the mid '90s. I would say. Yeah, because having a it, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, movies next generation. next generation, I'm like, that definitely yeah. starts feeling like there's a lot going on. And then I don't know like when they, they started doing releases, like special releases of like movies and mm-hmm. doing more stuff for that. But And also the toys, like I, I feel like that's another big part, like toys are back again, like which is a like whole yes. game changer, like seeing actual production of toys for star trek yes totally yep and we're gonna start they're gonna start coming out next month i believe so and stuff like that i mean there's a website out right now you're gonna see john delancey i know guiding you through it i guess so i guess he's trying to kind of little licensing deal kind of like you know to be the spokesman for a while so for and Pratt- I hope he's playing himself as Q for it. Yes, he is. Look at the toys I've made of of all of my favorites. Oh, he's made yeah. the toys. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Right, let's talk about a strange new world's trailer. I mean, granted, it's a little old now, but I mean, with now it going, it's coming out this week. But you know, I kind of wanted to get this episode out before it does come out. So yeah, you know, talk. Well, it's it's funny. First of all, there's some funny parts and stuff like that. Um, definitely, 
definitely has exploration in it. Definitely. <laughs> I know uh, it's, I mean, it's inspirational. It's another one of those like big, uh, big, beautiful, exciting trailers. Like, I don't know. It, it's, I, I didn't really get a chance to like go through and pick out more and more Easter eggs. But that's always like my first like first watch through is just like, how is it hitting me? And then like going through and looking for Mm -hmm. any sort of like references or Easter eggs to things. Yes. Yeah, apparently. um, Yeah, apparently he's on horseback still. That that one's still there. That will hurt. It's always there there. But then he's coming back and he's doing like, hi, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Are you doing the Kirk thing right now regarding breaking the prime directive? Seriously? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the enterprise floating over, geez, that's, I mean, granted, yes. Um, uh, it, it doesn't make much sense, first of all, because that's the reason why the, the transporters and the shuttlecraft were invented for the original Star Trek was because it would have been very expensive to have the Enterprise land on the planet every week. So uh, very expensive visual effects twice because yeah. it was cheap back. It, it, it was cheap. To, it was cheap back then. I mean, granted yeah. now you got a big budget, but you know, yeah. it's different. <laughs> but I mean, so far I've seen like a bunch of cool ships. You see a really giant yep. looking alien ship. I don't know whose mm-hmm. ship, but I mean, it makes the Enterprise look really tiny. Yes, it did. Yep, and apparently the Enterprise can barrel roll. Apparently, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, nice. That's an interesting little thing that has never been seen before. Hey, that's something that's new. Um, the Enterprise barrel rolling um, has never been shown in any of the shows that have Enterprise in it. I mean, granted, the Inter- NXO one did a half barrel roll, or I mean, the Columbia did that, but. Um, in an episode of Enterprise. But uh, it's just like, it doesn't make much sense that the Enterprise can barrel roll. It's like, what the heck? Um, the, the title it would be like a wormhole or something. Like, I don't know, using, there's someone out there that probably like scientify that and be like, oh, of course you can when you're traveling at this speed and mm-hmm. you know, in, suspended in a wormhole or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really, and also there was one other thing about it too. Well, we get to oh, it's, we get to see Pike in his chair. Yes, like that. I that was do. kind of a using kind of the time crystal thing and being like, I know exactly where my life ends, where like how and when my life ends, and yes, you see a glimpse of that. Yes, we do. Yep, and it's still shocking. Um, still shocking. Um, it's really uh. What else I was gonna say about uh, if I think I think the main trailer has the Pring in it too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Spock's betrothed mm-hmm. um, is in is in uh, Strange New Worlds for the first time since a mock time in the original series. Yep. So, yeah, so it's been over 50 years since we last saw her. So, uh, 55 years since we last saw her, actually, uh, that character and stuff like that. Um, what was the other thing I was gonna mention too? Oh yeah, I guess the uh, I forgot what it was now. I don't remember. I see some. We see some Gosh. sword fighting. I'm like, yes. oh, is that some Sulu Sulu throwback? Yeah. You have people running just, around sword fighting. Yeah, sword fighting. Yep. 
And uh, oh yeah, Uhura. They mentioned Uhura having like known like thirty some odd languages yep. or forty or something like that. So it was interesting to hear that out of her and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and apparently he can cook for his crew. Uh, cook his, uh, apparently Pike can do that. Um, apparently, what I understood that was actually Anson Mount's idea. Yeah. Because uh, make him a good because apparently. <laughs> Yeah, apparently uh, he's like a collaborative kind of actor. Apparently he likes to do like, um, he likes to be like, hey, I want to do this, but how, how does everyone else feel about it? And that kind of thing. So apparently they took that to heart and made him like a cook that can cook for his entire crew. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's different. That's it's, the kind of captain different. I'd want to be. So I'm like, I'm yes. like, I'd be making food for my crew. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I, I do it all the time for my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the cook. I'm the chef of this house. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's 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 crazy. It's nuts. All right. Yeah, I know this is gonna be short because I don't remember it very well. I mean, it's been a while. I know. I mean, I well, that's why I, I remember. I remember like. I mean, I I had watched it kind of later. Like, I can't remember when I last mm-hmm. watched it, but I watched it when we were supposed to record a while back but I just the thing that stuck out to me I always will rewatch it again like and again just kind of like to see if I notice anything but I mean yeah to me it just it it was exciting I sent it to my dad being like dad look get to see see Pike in his chair your favorite my dad will forever uh change his profile picture to Pike in in his chair (laughs) when he's like having a really stressful week because it's like his favorite where he's like yeah I'm starting to feel like Christopher Pike like (laughs) Yeah. right now just so i can only speak in beats now yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 nuts i mean i i mean it's great i'm looking forward to it oh the title sequence came out too um that came out uh that was released last week actually so um and i can safely say that um it's the same as i saw in the pressers so it's just with the text yeah. So, so, but the one that this came out didn't have that, and we were curious to know if uh, Anson Mount would do the Space: The Final Frontier monologue, and he did. So, yeah, yeah. So he did. And it would, I it feel does... like it would have to be. It would be really weird if it didn't. If there's calling it Strange New Worlds, and then it's like, <laughs> like, don't say it at all. Yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting. I mean, granted, it would have been a second Enterprise show that didn't have uh, the monologue space to Final Frontier, but um, it's definitely something that I enjoyed watching. It's great. It does have inklings of the Alexander Courage score from the original title. So that's always nice to hear. So, I mean, yeah, it's uh, exciting. As long as it's as long as it's not uh, Enterprise, no faith at the heart, please. <laughs> like the yeah. one that will forever live in infamy. Yes, and you know what's funny? When the title sequence got released to the public, someone actually put that song on the Strange New Worlds titles. <laughs> oh, it's YouTube. like getting rickrolled in the Star Trek universe. Someone putting faith at the heart. I'm like, great. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I know. Like, <laughs> they, they did that. Someone did that. And it was funny. 
because uh, you know we you know you and i both don't like the title song oh, for enterprise just straight up every time it's been a long time it's like oh no yes it no. has been it's like i feel like i lost the game now because he just played that <laughs> it's been too long and it's been a long time and now i'm hearing it i'm like great great yeah great it's 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 great i mean someone did that and it was hilarious i'm glad and we can like, all laugh oh. about it now because i feel like during the time of Enterprise being out, that was definitely like people were like really upset about that. So <laughs> at least we can all laugh now. Yes, we can all laugh about it now. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, it was just funny that someone actually did that, put that song on the Strange New World's titles. I'm proud of um, that dedication. <laughs> yeah, I am proud of that too. Someone actually did that. Okay, the other trailer. I want to talk about the Picard one um, for season three, which is the final season. Um, it's kind of sad to not to have to have no more after twenty twenty three of Picard, but yeah. it's okay. It's it's sad, but I understand being completely. I mean, also, to, this one, I feel like I mean Picard technically probably has had the most screen time as a captain, right? Altogether. Yeah. All together, no, but it, it's, it's actually Worf actually has the most appearances. Oh, yeah. I was always trying to figure it, out, I'm like, is it is it like Picard or would it be? Yeah, because I mean, we're figuring Warf. in the new Worf because he's in. Yeah, he DS9 was in the second half of DS9. So, yep. yeah, and then the four films, obviously. Yeah. But then, yep. So it's him and Cole Meany have the top two most appearances in Star Trek. Um, the most important member, important man in Starfleet, uh, <laughs> as evidenced by Lower Decks, uh, yeah. Keith Bryan. So, but <laughs> yes, oh, it is Worf who has the most. So, um, and they're not cameos, by the way. By the way, we found that out. We found that out um, today, actually. There was um, Trek Corps had met, had interviewed Alex Kurtzman during the Strange New Worlds premiere. And asked them about, are they going to be cameos? There are people who are concerned it's just going to be cameos. No, they're not. That's <laughs> Which good is good. Though. Yeah, I'm glad that... I think this is going to be a nemesis do-over. Yeah, um, kind it's got to be like because... banding back together to to handle another situation. Right. Yeah. And and put an end to this crew the right way. Yeah. <laughs> but... We, when the, I remember this one more. I just, I just, this one's more memorable than the Strange New Worlds trailer right now in my head. I mean, it starts off at Chateau Picard. Picard is writing something on a note card, and and you hear him, you hear voiceover saying, "I am not a man who leaves a legacy," um, which is kind of interesting to hear that out of him, um, because um, he was when generations, for example, when his brother died. He was very yeah. concerned about his. He was very concerned about his family legacy. Like he was going to be the last Picard, and stuff like that. He was very concerned about that. I thought that was really weird coming out of his voice. Um, I don't know what the heck he's writing. First of all, um, I have a feeling it's probably a wedding invitation or something. Yeah, uh, I'm like, I was trying to figure out where he's like, or is he trying to reach out to everyone because he hasn't? Uh, he's making a list to be like, yep. Uh, I haven't talked to any of these guys in forever. Now I need to reach out for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm writing a note. I'm like, I'm going to get married. Here's the date. Here's the start date. And here, uh, cordially yours, John Luke Picard. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't yeah. know. But then he hears, but then, you know, and then look, and then Jordy says, I think about all those times on the Enterprise and all those trouble we ran into. Those were the days. <laughs> and all of a sudden, beep, beep, uh, beep, beep. Yep. <laughs> His communicator goes off. So, and then I think there's a very good choice of music when he opens the trunk. His yeah. trunk. It's the, it's, it's the, um, it's a piece of music from a James Horner Star Trek movie, Star Trek three, actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it is. It's actually from the beginning of the movie. Um, after the whole recap and stuff like that of how Spock died was on the Genesis planet and stuff like that. It's, it's the music for that particular scene right before the titles show up. So, um, where Leonard Nimoy is saying Space to Final Frontier, blah, blah, blah. But um, it's actually a really cool piece of music to put that right there. And and then we hear uh, Brent Spiner saying, evolution is not uh, addition. It's or something like that. It's addition. Yeah, it's not like active that. at preservation or something. It's, active it's preservation addition. is addition. Yeah. I don't know if, if that's if that's Alton Indigo Soong. Is he coming back? Um, I know. That's what I'm like. Is it Data gone? But also, I would be surprised if somehow, magically, yeah, uh, with timeline things, is Data somehow saved in the midst of timeline fixing in Picard? Yeah, it is actually interesting to see that. I mean, granted, that's the only reason why uh, they created Adam Soong for Picard uh, for this season is because they loved working with Brent Spiner in season one. Yeah. So, so they liked working with him and he wanted to come back and he, that kind of thing. Which I so, like it though. I like, I'm liking all the ancestry of the finding out origins <laughs> of Picard characters. And I'm like, I, I mean, I think it's super cool to, to see that understand where everything comes from, where the madness came from. Yes, Definitely. Maybe we'll, maybe yeah. we'll have like a hologram data. Why has that not been a thing yet? I'm like, yeah, we have androids, but why don't we just make holograms of androids? Yeah, why not? I mean, it 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 work. You know, you've had a hologram with Tasha Yar in the past. I mean, why not? So it makes total sense. Um, but yeah, and then Riker says, "Aren't we due for overdue road trip or something like that?" John Luke. Oh yeah, Beverly also says. Jean-Luc, when the galaxy calls for your help, you love it. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. that the calling to like again, something. like referencing that he he there's something a purpose he must serve. And it keeps coming up of like he hasn't served it yet. And I feel like everyone keeps bringing that back up, being like, it, it seems yeah. you haven't met your like true fate yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I keep waiting to see. I still have to catch up a little bit with Bacard, but like the last yeah. couple episodes here, but I'm I'm getting excited because I'm just I want to see where this ends up and then if it gives any hints of what season three will be because you know it, if they're back to back and they directly you know kept going with that I'm assuming there's hints of what is to come. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So um, yeah, and it's like, and then Riker says, "Aren't we due for old fashioned an old fashioned road trip?" So this is definitely going to be a starship based episode adventure, by the way. Um, that was actually mentioned in the press release um, that it's going to be a starship based adventure. So um, this is going to be, I hope 
for the living God, it's going to be the Enterprise. I hope for I the hope living so too. it's going to be the Enterprise. We need, it. we need a resurrection. Yeah, we do need a resurrection of the Enterprise in the 24th, in the Picard era. So, <laughs> I mean, granted, we're going to get it with Stranger Worlds. We'll get an Enterprise there. But yeah. we got to get one in the TNG era post-Nemesis. Yep. So, so it's like, come on, right? be the Enterprise, please. Yeah, I feel like um, they have to. That's like fan service at this point. And I'm like, if you don't have the TNG crew on the Enterprise, I I feel like it's going to be a little disappointing. I mean, what yes. starship are they going to destroy then? Like, Yeah, exactly. If any and, other starship that's destroyed than an Enterprise. Yeah, it's been destroyed so many times. <laughs> Yeah, it's been destroyed three different times in three different movies. So, yeah, it's a and nearly destroyed once, um, and stuff like that. But twice, I just remember twice: Nemesis and In the Darkness. Yeah. But uh, it's like, a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot of time, I and mean, the Enterprise kicks the bee all the time. So, yes, it's going to be. I ha- I have a feeling it's going to be on the Enterprise. I just have a feeling it's going to be that. I, I just really do. And hope. I, and hope. I really, Everybody just manifest it. Yeah, please. You know, and if they follow the novels, we could have Worf be captain. So yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah Worf be captain. About time the after his journey in Starfleet. Yeah. And then you get this Captain Worf show that he wanted, that Captain Worf thing that he wanted so bad. So. <laughs> Yes. So, yeah. And then it cuts to Riker saying, and he has like some kind of weapon and it says, ready? And Picard says, as ever. Yeah. And then, like buddy <laughs> cop time. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, it was like a buddy cop time. It reminded me of Weed the Weapon. And it's like, are you ready, Picard? And it's like, yeah, Rizzo, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I'm I'm super excited. <laughs> oh, I rewatched yeah. that it, so many times because just to like get the feels, I'm like, it never hits the same after the first time because I was so excited. And I, message my dad right being like oh my gosh did you see this like so cool yes yeah it's gonna be interesting seeing all the all these characters come back and actually give closure to these characters done it do, do it properly this time yeah uh, done it properly because nemesis other than you know it was billed as the generation's final jury but then it was like it was like oh, really let down. <laughs> it was it was a big letdown. I mean, yeah. I, I feel mean, like yes, that would they, be like the 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 unfinished business that they would be yeah. going back to. So, yeah, I have a feeling that this is going to be the and it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to interact with the rest of the cast, um, mm-hmm. like, like Rios and uh, and uh, Seven of Nine and and Raffi and uh, Elnor, and, yeah, um, and stuff like that. So. It's going to be interesting to see that happening. Um, I hope that it does bring a resolution to everything. I really do. And I hope that's my that's my hope for season three. And I have a feeling that it probably will premiere roughly about the same time as this past season will be. I yeah. have no idea, but I can imagine it will probably be either at the end of 2022 or mm-hmm. or the beginning of 2023. Um, I just have a feeling that's going to be either one of those two. Yeah. I mean, I, here's my predictions going forward. Stranger Worlds ends on July 7th. We'll probably get a break for like a month. 
and then we'll get Lower Decks until October, and then we'll get Prodigy until in the, for another ten weeks, and then we'll mm-hmm. get then we'll get Picard back. So yeah, and then we'll get and then and then it will and and then it will start and then we'll probably get uh, Strange New World season two or and then. Because and then Discovery season five. Because if I understand Discovery season five, we'll start production this summer. So and stuff like that. I mean, oh, I just want to mention this: Discovery crashed and burned. Oh, it was hard to watch. Yeah. It was. It, I don't know what was wrong. What was what was wrong about Discovery? I don't know what was wrong with it. But I just have heard just the cr- general consensus is that it felt off. I haven't gotten it to did. watch it yet. I have a lot. So that is the one series I have a ton of catching up to do. I mean, yes. it's, it's a lot, but it's overwhelming. So this is so much to watch of it that I'm like putting it off because I'm like, oh man. But then hearing that too, like a lot of my friends who do watch Discovery are being like, eh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's not encouraging. I know. I didn't mean to discourage you, but well, um, I, yeah, it's like I mean, but it's like when I hear it from everyone, I'm just kind of like I still want to watch it just for like the sake of like knowing it because I feel like that's important. And my dad, he still really liked it. Like he likes Discovery, and he thought it was fine. But I don't know. It's always when he starts hearing like, that mixed review, where I'm like, oh, I'll probably prioritize watching some other stuff first. Yeah, it was just it was all over the place. Um, it got better at the end. But there were certain episodes this past season of Discovery where I was just like, it was a, it felt like a chore. Yeah. Um, to watch. Um, it, it felt like a chore, and that's unfortunate, because I have been a, I have been a, I, I will defend Discovery to the beginning, to the ends of the earth because of the haters who call it STD. Yeah. But uh, I will defend it to the end of the, the end of the earth because of that. But it's just this season felt like it was way off. I don't know whether the pandemic affected them at all. I played into it a lot. Maybe writing wasn't consistent with. Yeah, it was like. Like a rush recordings of it. It it felt it definitely did feel rushed. Um, It was definitely it stumbled halfway through. But then at the end of the season, toward the last two episodes were fantastic. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think with this new ten episode season, I think it probably will get back to where, where it was um, better. Because uh, I know people have said about the last two seasons of Discovery, seasons three and four, um, have been in. It's it's been kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. I mean, because everyone loves season two. Yeah. I mean, especially. I mean, it was good. It was better. Everyone says season two was better than season one, but then season three comes around and goes like, "This is okay." And then Discovery season four, ugh. Yeah. It's like, That's get hard. back to where it was before. It's. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that. So. All right. Any final thoughts on the two trailers, Kenzie? No, I'm just uh, I'm excited that it's a strange new worlds at least. I don't really have to keep guessing too yeah. much longer. The general public will get to see Watch what it. that's all about. And yes. I'll be excited it, it, to finally see it. 
Yes. Yes, it's going to be exciting to see that. So, all right. Next week, episode 45, we're going to talk about uh, episodes Five Me to the Moon. And um, what was the other one? Two of one. Two of one. Yeah. From Star Trek Picard. So until next time, take care of the log and prosper. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper.